Lucas Tigers and Bronze is brought to you by Hybrid Grading Approach. HGA is revolutionizing the industry by implementing software that will allow them to scan, analyze, and grade cards without subjectivity. This allows for consistent and unbiased grading. They have an easy submission process and best-in-class customer service. Their pricing model is simple. Pay by the day, not by the value of the card. And when they say 10 business days, they mean 10 business days. So Luca Nation, uh, if you are avid Starstock users like our audience is, you're going to love today's episode because we're diving into something a little new and a little interesting. So this weekend, this past weekend, I went to Starstock.com. I saw a new breaking pad there. And so did a lot of people from our audience to the tune that we did a coffee with Cage just a few days ago. And they asked, you know, what's going on with Starstock breaks? This is exciting news. You know, what's going to happen? So today we have our very own, a friend, a dear friend, Mr. Scott Greenberg on, the CEO of Starstock, to talk all about Starstock breaks. Scott, welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure, man. So talk to us. You know, there's so many ways for this hobby to grow. Talk to us. Why Starstock breaks? Why did you make the decision today? Um, yeah, you know, I think our goal from from the get go has always been about uh, streamlining streamlining different activities within the, within the hobby. Just working on making uh, the overall hobby experience, whether it's buying and selling cards or participating in a break, just making it um, you know more fun and and easier to do. And so we felt like there was a great opportunity for us to um, get into the breaking space and kind of put our own spin on it. And, and so that's what we're doing. And I'd say the, you know, the second reason is because who doesn't love op opening up cards, right? So I think, you know, selfishly, uh, all of us over here were like, God, we, we need to be card breaking so we can op open up some more stuff and, and, uh, and have, some have, have some more fun here in the office. That's it. So there it is. There's the selfish reason. These guys are bored in taking all your cards. It's mostly my fault. Because I sent in a couple of thousand Series 1 Topps baseball cards of guys I don't even know. And so Scott's like, he's like, I'm tired of I'm tired of intake of cage dumb top stuff. Let's go. Let's break. We want to break some wax. We want to be able to show that. Boom! Look at this hit. We want we want the excitement. So I get it. I, trust me, I do. I get it 100%. And there's, there's very little things in the hobby that provide a kind of sense of community. Like people in the chat pulling for the person breaking or, you know, doing a team break and everyone's like, oh, who has the Dolphins? Or, oh, my goodness, who has the Hornets? You know, like, who, who got that one? That one's a killer. I'll, I'll sell it. Uh, who's moving it now? You know, that, that one looks really nice. It's definitely going to be a great grade. You know, there's, there's very few things in it that have that kind of peak level of excitement to it. So I get it from a uh, from an excitement standpoint, maybe from a community standpoint as well. It's kind of like, you know, an, an injection of fun and excitement, right? So... It, to me, that makes sense. And you guys were already taking in sealed wax. So how's it going to work? We're going to break stuff, right? Where are these boxes coming from? This is your boxes? Yeah, so so it's a, it's a combination. They're all our boxes. Um, so, uh, you know, we are sourcing it through distributors and other outlets just like any other breaker. Um, if we find really, you know, great wax on our site that's being listed by a user, and we want to buy it, just like one of you guys can go in and buy it, um, we we can do that as well um, and create a group break out of it. And so, um, pretty simple. Uh, you know, our, our focus is 
going to be on providing really entertaining experience, um, providing breaks that are scheduled and on time. I think that was something personally that that I've always been frustrated with. So we're going to really aim to, um, if not exactly on time, to be within you know range of a few minutes, um, you know, with with the breaks that we schedule, um, and then just streamlining the process, allowing people to buy into a break, pull a card get it put up onto star stock as soon as possible so they can either you know have it in their collection or they can list it for sale so that's one good example right they're getting it right in there so so there are we talk about how you know breaks are great breaks are fun breaks are like the best way to get some excitement in this it's you know it's basically sports car blackjack i'm not supposed to say that andrew hates it when i go gambling but it is i mean it's a lot of fun right it's like it's being around a table with everybody cheering oh blackjack we beat the house blah 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 right so tell me with all of the options that are out there why break with star so what is what is star stock breaks going to bring to the table that nobody else can you kind of already touched on one thing which i think is the biggest one which is your break and and it goes right into your vault right so it's not break with you know joe matanat's break who's then mailing it to you and maybe it gets damaged in the mail to you who knows how long it takes you're following up three days later saying where's the stuff that i broke then it's in your house. You got to take it out of the plastic, the crappy plastic. He sent it to you, and you got to remail it into Starstock or whatever. Like you break, it goes into Starstock. What else? What are some of the other positives, the benefits of somebody breaking with Starstock breaks that they're not going to get anywhere else? Yeah, I think. I mean, I think first thing is like you have to be entertaining, you have to be fun, you have to be able to connect with people, right? And you know, one of the most fun parts about doing a break is really. Um, connecting with with the breaker and and what i've seen is you know when i participate in breaks is sometimes there are regulars that are just in there every single night even when they're not breaking sometimes they're just watching and and engaging with everybody and so i think it's really important you have to be entertaining um you know you're, you're not going to get people to join your breaks just because um you can put their cards up on onto the marketplace fast and so we want to have really fun entertaining products i think the uh, entertaining breaks i think the second thing is we're going to break a wide variety of product. Um, there's a lot of breakers out there that are somewhat specialized, or maybe they have an interest in a few given sports. We're going to try to break product that, you know, from modern, ultra modern, vintage, basketball, baseball, football, hockey. We sold out our UFC break. Um, you know, we're going to do wrestling, hopefully, all sorts of different types of product and different price points as well. And so I think, you know, we had breaks that were going for $650 a spot and we had breaks going for closer to $50 a spot. And so we really want to provide a platform for all different types of collectors and people inside the hobby to participate. Um, and so I think those are really important. I think the, you know, the schedule pieces is, is another thing. Um, and just going back to my own personal experiences again, like, you know, nothing was more frustrating for me than buying a spot in a break, getting all excited to, you know, break it that night and then figure out that they didn't fill it and that it'd be going to next morning. And then next morning, figuring out it was going to the morning after that. And, um, you know, if you have a conflict, then you're just figuring out which cards you got, you know, uh, through an Instagram DM or waiting to see what showed up in the mail. And that's no fun. That's like playing blackjack without actually being at the table. Um, and so we really want to stick on schedule. Um, and then we can provide a really great experience where, you know, I'd say more times than not, you know, you get a card in the break that, that might not be exactly what you were looking for. Um, it could be a high value card, but maybe the player's not in your PC. 
um, and you want to sell it off. And we can provide an experience where people can get rid of that card fast um, and then get, you know, money to then go buy a card for their PC or to buy into another breaker, do whatever they want, take it off the site, whatever it is. And so I think that's a pretty unique experience that we can offer to people as well. How's that going to work? So, so I love that you went there, Scott, because so many times I see, you know, break started in Facebook groups, right? People just go live on Facebook uh, and there'd be a card that's so pulled. You don't PC it. I PC that card and I want to buy it, but it's kind of a clunky process because the breaker wants to keep going with his break. Talk to us. I, I def definitely agree that you guys can expedite the process. How do you guys plan on doing that? Yeah. So, um, we plan on grading them and, and putting them into the system just like we've been doing for, you know, since we launched the platform. Um, we have a specific team that's going to be working with our with our grade, uh, with our breaking team that's uh, going to be working on, on the, you know, the cards that are coming from the from the card breaks. Um, and so we've, you know, we've set out to to get all the hits from the breaks in in 24 hours or less. That's going to be our goal. Um, the, the better hits we're going to probably prioritize and, and get up, you know, as soon as within the hour of the break, hopefully. Um, but then hopefully everything else will be up within 24 hours or so. Um, and people will then be able to, you know, find that card in, the, in their collection and list it for sale or, you know, just keep it in their collection if that's what they want to do. And, and this is, go ahead, Cage, but this is like you're no, going to be star stick A, B, C within an hour. Yeah. Well, not that, we're not that, right? you know we're not we're not guaranteeing anything within an hour, but um, we hope that we can get some of the cards from that break up that fast. Like we hope that once the break is is you know ending, or if the break is an hour long, a card that's pulled in the first five minutes might already be able to get in you know start the process yep. before the break is over. Yep. Um, and so that's the goal. Um, and we're you know we've as you guys know better than anyone else because I was talking to you on a weekly basis and basically giving guys updates on our processing times and stuff. Like we've worked our ass off the past six months where we are now, um, which is like most, most new submissions coming in, even fast pass, not fast pass have been uploaded within a week yep. recently. Um, and obviously we're not in as peak of a submission period as we were at the beginning of basketball season, but we're still getting a lot of cards. Um, and we've been able to really nail down that process and scale it and hire people and train them. And so now that we, you know, that we're doing that more efficiently, um, this is our next challenge. <laughs> it's uh, figuring out, you know, how we can uh, get these cards that are broken on the site into the site extremely fast. So think about that, right? Because you, you got those deals happen all the time, right? Someone's breaking, you know, they get a card that's, that's a, a banger of a card, one, you know, a case hit, whatever it may be, but it's not a team they collect, not a player they collect. Somebody in the, you know, who's watching, because there's going to be people watching or on breaking or somebody who's breaking, you know, and, and has another team but didn't get the card. You know, they're going to want it. The normal process would be you have to send that to the person who got it. Then they have to work out a deal to send it somewhere else. And you, what you're saying is, you know, let's say you got to break. That's three hours long. It's feasible that that comes out in the first hour. It's graded, uploaded to that person's account. That person lists it for sale. And the other person in the break can have it in their own account after buying it the same night while the breaks are still going on. It's amazing. That's the goal. What, That's the goal. what, what I love, uh, Cage and I have talked about this uh, a little bit, but, you know, you guys got an influx of cards in the first week of January. Remember? And we always talk about the hobby's growing. The hobby's a baby. And so many companies have come in 
But it's interesting to follow along with founders and founding teams that consistently improve. And that's when you guys say, like Scott's been talking to us weekly, we've seen the improvement. We've seen you guys work on the ops, how much faster FastPass is. And these are not our words. Our community has recognized oh, yeah. it. And they say it's some of the best customer service that they've ever had. And, and people love that. So guys, if you're listening and you're like, you know, I'm kind of interested, take a chance because there's a, you know, like Scott said, there's $50 buy-in, $60 buy-ins and $500 buy-ins. But right now, StarStock's giving away a $500 site credit uh, for anyone that grabs a spot in the breaks. Did I say that right? Yeah, I think it's anyone that grabs a spot in the first week of breaks is going to get put into, um, you know, a, a random giveaway where someone's going to get $500 of site credit. It's awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, listen, you didn't shut your doors. You didn't shut your doors. You didn't shut down and say, we got a backlog. It's eight weeks. We got we to work through this. You know, instead, I see Starstock guys when I'm out. I'm out at a trade event in Bleecker at Bleecker Trading. And you can identify the star stock guys because they're the ones walking around. They have no asses left because they've spent the last couple months working them off. Poor Scott. He's got no ass left. Literally, you guys have worked your asses off. And, you know, it's, it, it, you have to give you guys some credit. So, you know, I'll double down on what, on what Andrew's saying. You know, there are a lot of companies that have started in the last year or two in the space. And the avalanche of cars that you guys got in the beginning of this year, it would have broken a lot of them. And it didn't break you. And you guys are caught up and you're scanning stuff in a week. And it speaks volumes about you guys because, you know, you, you basically promised something and you delivered it. And not everybody does that. And I'm Absolutely. sure that's going to carry forward in breaks. I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, we have a really I mean, we got, have an awesome team here. And I think our kind of attitude has always been looking at those things as challenges. And they've always been exciting. I mean, like, you know, when your submission times are going up because you're getting hundreds of thousands of cards sent to you like that's just exciting you know so um and we have really great customers and you know who who have been patient with us have understood that we're a young company um understand that the the demand from one month to another can just go up 5x 10x whatever it is and so um we've really great loyal customers and and we have internally here at starstock we've great team so those are the, the two reasons why um, we, we've been able to, you know, show some success early on. And, and we're excited. I mean, card breaking is, is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be another challenge for us. Um, you know, we, we, we feel as though we have the right people in here to lead it and, and um, they know what they're doing. But at the same time, as a company, we've never done it before. And so I, I just can't wait till th uh, for Thursday um, to just get going and, and see how it goes. Thursday, July 1st is when it launches, right? Thursday, July 1st. Correct. And I see there's already a few boxes sold out. Like if you guys go to starstock.com backslash breaks, there's a few already sold out. I want to get to know Scott a little bit. <laughs> what's your favorite box? To, what's your dream box to break? Um, my dream box to break, I'd say, uh, I mean, 2003 Tops Chrome, obviously. I mean, that's a pretty popular answer. But as you guys know, I'm a big fan. You're, 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 you're shooting for Darko Milicic? I'm <laughs> shooting for Darko. I'm shooting for Darko on the Pistons. That, that would be nice. What do you think you can sell a Darko for these days, a, a Darko rookie maybe? Not five, much. Ten, yeah, not yeah, much. Yeah, something like that. I, I, I would trade up. I would trade trade up. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, but I think some of, the, some of the other products too, Bowman Signatures, some of the other ones, I mean, I just look at those – those boxes and i just remember being a, a kid opening all of them like 
I was a dumb kid. If I, it would have been smart if I held on to a few sealed ones. Um, but I think the combination of my favorite player being from that draft year and just it bringing back all those nostalgic memories. Um, got any any 2003 basketball product is probably the number one on my bucket list. And I haven't actually haven't opened any up, you know, since 2003, 2004. So something I hope to maybe do in, you know, in the next uh, couple of years or so. So Cage and I, we didn't meet through this, but this is one of the first times that Cage realized I'm a talented content creator. I went and bought a box of 2018 uh, Optic and I pulled a Trey Hollow and I was going nuts. It was so exciting. Uh, it was still Seth during our courtship, a... Scott. We had it was, it was. I never heard Cage admit that you were a good content creator. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. I, I said that. I said that. I'll go with it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna refute it. But yeah, I mean, well, he was breaking. What was it like? A, a, just optic. I don't know. Was it a blaster or a regular box? I forget what the heck it was. And he mm -hmm. got a Trey Young rookie. It was 2018 optic. And he's like, "Whoa, look what I got!" I'm like, "Oh, that's good." You know, you got a Shea. You know, you got, you got, you got an SGA mm -hmm. in there also. And you know, he had the right amount of excitement for the right amount of cards. You know, he wasn't flipping out. He was just breaking it for himself. He wasn't yep. doing like a break for anybody. But um, you know, I think I might have been the only person watching. <laughs> <laughs> so Scott, is, you know, so Scott, what was your favorite card that you ever ripped? My favorite card that I've ever ripped. Um, I'm one of those guys that normally don't get good cards when I do breaks, <laughs> right? So my my partner Nigel. So when we were when we were launching Starstock, you know, 2019, when we were kind of building it, and even last year, we were doing a lot of breaks, like weekly. We were doing weekly breaks. They're just so fun. Um, I think everyone kind of goes through uh, a moment where they're just, they just can't get enough of it. And we were doing it for about a year. And uh, Nigel, Mike, and I, my two partners, Nigel was always the one that was getting the good pull. It was just like every single time we did a break, he got the Pelicans. It was just like, all right, you know, of course, two Zions come out in one break. You know, like he's like one of those guys. I'd be stuck with, you know, uh, Jordan Bone or, I don't know, someone else. <laughs> and, uh, so I, I've, I've yet to have like an incredible hit. Like I think I hit um, a John Morant hollow once, like an optic break, like a really, you know, it was a really good card. I was really excited about it, but I've yet to have like a just incredible, incredible breaking moment. And so um, hopefully now that we're breaking here, I'll be participating in, in a, a few and, and might have my moment coming up kind of soon. We'll see. <laughs> All right, so we've been great partners. We love Starstock. I'm going to put you on the spot because I'm hoping. I got my fingers crossed. The CEO of the company is going to get involved in some breaks. Can we get some, uh, I'm, uh, dare I say, I'm going to call Andrew a celebrity. Can we get some celebrity breaks going on? What do you think, Luca Nation? Can me and Andrew and Scott do a break for you guys? Maybe uh, maybe bring some fun, little little knowledge about the box. Is that something we can maybe uh, put on the calendar at some point in time? You guys pick the date the time the box and we will make it happen nice. any any time cage for you anytime and it sounds like andrew has the perfect breaking ratio of excitement <laughs> to not excitement like it sounds like, <laughs> it's like he's gonna be the one opening up the boxes yeah uh, not me i'm like darko yes darko <laughs> everybody wants this you know you do Darko. i mean honestly you know who we need it's ian ian is the star ian pulls fire so uh, I don't know if you guys know out there in the audience, Cage oh, yeah. and his son Ian, they rip boxes every single Friday. And Ian's he always Ian's pulls pulls. fire. Ian's he pulls are crazy. Pulls he does good. He, he definitely pulls fire. But yeah, I mean, listen, 
and your UFC already sold out. I love it because you have such a wide variety of stuff at a wide variety of price points. Um, and you know, you know, it's going this night. It's going to break. It's going to break. You don't have to wait for it. I've been there. I mean, not recently, but I've been there. You know, I broke several years ago. Break is around for a long time. People don't even realize. Break is around for a while. Um, where it's like, all right, if it fills, it fills. And then you don't know if it fills. But you paid your money. So it's yeah. like, all right, I'll send you a link to the YouTube video. And the YouTube video is like, you know, half on the table, half off. You can kind of see the box. You know, and you're like, what did I get again? I got who? You know, what, what was yeah. that? I got Are Jackson all- Ace on the Pelicans, not the real mm-hmm. one. Not. Yeah, we've all stayed up like five hours later on a Saturday than we wanted to. Like my brother and I would do it all the time. We'd be like, all right, 10 p.m., what is there to do? Oh, let's let's join a break. Oh, there's only two spots left. All right, let's take one. You buy it at 10 p.m. You're like, all right, we'll, we'll be breaking by 11. You're still awake at, at 2 in the morning just like waiting for that last spot to fill. So hopefully we can, you know, we can figure out a way to um, make that experience better. Um, and so over time, that's going to be a really big goal of ours. We're, we're setting out to start all of our breaks, if not right on schedule within, you know, within a handful of minutes or so. Um, so that, that's going to be the goal. So Scott, take us across the finish line. Here, here we are, three days before it launches, uh, July first. Everyone, check it out. You know, there's so many different breakers. Why, you know, I'm listening to this. We have thousands of people listen to this daily. Why should I go ahead and and, and give Starstock a try? Um, you know, I think that with us, you, you know, and, and I hope our track record speaks for it. Like we're, we know we're not gonna come out of the gate um, having, you know the absolute best product that Starstock can deliver. Like we're going to aim to do the absolute best we can and have a really, really great product. But like, this is going to be an ongoing project for us for the coming years. Like we're, we're super excited about this. We're putting a good amount of resources into it. Um, and we're going to refine every single day, every single week um, until we have the best breaking platform out there. And, and then we're going to continue to refine to, you know, uh, just create a great experience for our customers. So, um, you know, I, I think that we have some differentiators that that we can um, that we can provide, um, and we'll we'll certainly uh, you know double down on on a few of those things. But we're gonna really just across the board try to create the best experience we can for for people and and have the best breaks that that uh, that are in the hobby. So Scott, I'm going to ask just because I have to, right? I mean, this is what our folks have come to, you know, expect, right? Um, there's a lot of idiots in this hobby. There's a lot of scammers in this hobby. There's a lot of fakers and frauds in the hobby. You clearly are not that. You have a platform that's worth plenty of money with a lot of investors and the whole nine yards. Plus, take all that, throw it out the window. You're you and your crew, the stand-up guys, right? I mean, you just you just wouldn't do this. But for anybody out there who's listening to this, saying, okay. We understood the Starstock model of taking in other people's cards and grading. And we're an independent grader and we have nothing to do with the cards themselves. Um, we're just going to grade them, put them in and be a platform for you to buy and sell. Now, you're not putting your own cards in the breaks. You're not, you know, you, there's no real benefit for you to grade the breaks cards any better or anyway. But there are people who are out there wondering, all right, is there any kind of favoritism? going to be shown to people who grade their cards from the breaks, right? Is there going to be like a, a preference towards those cards being graded better? You know, is it going to be easier to get A's if you break? So for anybody, the small minority of people out there who want to think about that, and, you know, I can't blame them because people have been burned in this hobby. People have definitely been burned in this hobby by, by you know, bad actors. 
What do you say to those folks? Well, I mean, the first thing is like, we, we love people that send cards to us that send submissions and we're going to love people that break through us too. Like we love them both. <laughs> why, you know, we're not going to favorite, you know, one over the other because we appreciate when people send us their cards and we're going to appreciate when people uh, participate in our break. So that's the first thing is like, you know, we're going to, you know, we're going to need both of those. Um, we're going to need customers to really participate on the breaking side and participate just on our marketplace sending us cards. So no reason for us to favor one over the other. Um, the other thing too is like the process for grading and uploading these cards is going to be the exact same. Um, and the people that we're going to be that are going to be working on it are the same people that are, you know, doing the regular submissions. Um, and, you know, so that that's, that's the main thing. The other thing is like, it's not in anyone's best interest to give anyone priority, you know, like, um, we, we obviously uh, hope that people get good grades for the, you know, for, for themselves, you know, it, it's obviously a better experience when you get an A over a B, but it's a terrible experience when you get an A and you get it shipped home and it doesn't look like an A. Um, and we know that. And so for us, we do our best to, you know, grade the cards exactly how we see it. Um, it really does not help us in the short term or the long term to give a card that we think would otherwise get a B to give it an A. Like that does not help us. Um, and we will, it will catch up to us if we do that. Like we will have unhappy customers that get their cards in the mail. Um, and it goes the same way. Like it, we're not in, it's not in our best interest to give a card that looks like an A, a B. Like we don't want to do that. Um, and so our, you know, our, our grading or our scoring is true to how we see it. Um, there, it's a manual process. There's people that are looking at it. So there's always going to be, um, it's always going to be subjective to some extent, um, but we do our best with it. And at the end of the day, like we want our company to succeed and, you know, you have to be uh, honest and truthful and reliable in order for your company to succeed in the long term. And and I feel as though we know that. And, and that's like a a big part of our culture and our mindset here. Um, and so uh, there will be no favoritism that, you know, we do not, we're not going to give better grades to cards that are broken to us. And we're not going to give better grades to cards that are submitted regular to us. It's, it's, it's both the same. Perfect. Andrew, anything else? That's it guys. Also. So this is going to be a fun little star stock episode. You're going to hear this on Tuesday. Please stay tuned. Conrad's segment is coming up next where he does a deep dive into the NBA index, which is up for the first time since March, which is so, so exciting. Football over to, is again, taking over sales. So people are clearly buying football. So please stay tuned. Thank you, Scott. It was a pleasure wishing you all the success. Thank you guys. Always fun coming on. Looking forward to our card break together. Luca Nation, how's it going? We are back with another, well, I'm back with another dissection of the star stock. Man, I cannot talk. With another <laughs> dissection of the star stock emerging 30 index. Very, very, of course, happy to be doing this with you guys. Um, eventually, I might actually start breaking down the, um, maybe the NFL emerging 30 index. But for now, obviously, we'll stick with the NBA, especially because we are fast approaching 
the NBA Finals. So for those of you that don't know how to get to the whole index or you want to obviously, you know, go through more players than the people I will be talking about today, go to starstock.com, scroll down on the main page until you see NBA Emerging 30, and then you can click view the index, and all of a sudden you'll have all 30 players right there at your disposal. But first thing is first, we have finally at least hit a plateau point because we finally have a week that is in the green and that is so happy. I'm so happy to see that. It's so good to hear. We are up 1.4% today, um, 11.5 on a week by week basis at 829.58 points. Finally. Now, is this going to be permanent? Like as a plateau point, I have no clue. I hope so. Um, I'm going to guess after the NBA finals is over and once we hit the off season, that prices continue to dip even lower, which kind of sucks to say, but it only makes sense. We're in the NBA off season. Not much is really going to be happening at least until like free agency and trades start to occur. So there's no real reason to continue to invest in these guys or day trade these guys as some people might be doing. And uh, prices will probably go down, unfortunately, which of course would mean that the whole index as a whole would go down as well. Um, so let's talk about a couple of these guys. First of all, Gary Trent Jr. losing value, 71.4% dip down to $2. I'm going to guess this was just one sale or two sales that were at a really low price point, and uh, nobody's bought some since then. However, if prices are still at $2, I would definitely recommend picking some of these up. If anything dips below like $2 or $3, it's definitely worth taking a look at because next season, people will probably get a little bit hyped up. They'll probably try to buy some of these guys themselves, and you can sell for at least a little bit of profit, right? So for $2, especially for a guy like Gary Trent Jr., who's got a lot of potential. He's now in uh, Toronto, so he's probably got a little bit more opportunity than he has in years past. And uh, he's a young guy who's got room to improve. I think that at $2, it's it's barely it, it is definitely worth the risk. And there's very little downside, at least in my opinion, um, left with him. Kobe White dr- drops even more than he, of course, has been down to $4.50. Definitely the lowest price point that we've seen him at yet. Honestly, it might be the lowest price point that he's been at ever since this uh, index was started. Um, and honestly, kind of understandably so. He's been a very inconsistent inconsistent player for much of his career. He was moved to the bench, actually, at the end of, towards the end of the season. And uh, the Bulls are trying to kind of go into win-now mode. So if he doesn't really improve soon, then it's definitely looking rough for him. And his career won't be, like, in the toilet, but it's, it, it's not going to look good. That's all I have to say, um, at least about him, right? And considering, once again, that we are approaching the offseason, it kind of makes sense that his prices are going to be dipping. And we're probably going to see more players obviously kind of do the same thing. Where prices are just going to continue to dip lower and lower and lower um, just sporadically when people decide that it's time for the, that player's price to specifically uh, just for it to correct, right? And that's kind of what we're seeing here uh, there with Kobe White. Couple of other guys that I'll talk about: Trey Young going up twenty nine point four percent, understandably so. He's leading the Atlanta Hawks into the conference finals. I was kind of surprised that his prices had continued to dip as the playoffs went along because he and the team were playing very, very well together. And uh, I mean, now they're down two one to the Milwaukee Bucks. However, they still have a chance potentially to win. Right? They're only down by one game. If they can come out here in Game Four, maybe win it, um, and and win Game Four, then all of a sudden that's a tied series. And I believe. Yeah, game five would be in Milwaukee, and then game six would be in Atlanta. So there's a chance that this team actually does come out on top and maybe makes a finals appearance or maybe even wins it all. Who really knows, right? But he's finally gone back into the triple digits, 29.4% jump up. Um, So that's always great to see, especially for a player of his caliber, right? A couple of other guys making some huge percentage gains, and the one that I think isn't or is really surprising 
um, or is at least harder to accomplish is RJ Barrett. He jumped up 50% going from $10 to $15, which is a pretty significant jump for a guy that's obviously in the double digits, because as I've said many times before, players that are in the single digits are going to be experiencing much larger uh, fluctuations by a percentage standpoint, because it's a lot easier to go from $5 to $6 than it is to go from $50 to $60, right? Something like that, where the percentage is the same, but the dollar amount that it jumps up is much larger for one card or for one player than it is for another. Um, so while uh, Robert Williams and Rui Hachimura both jumped up by 50 and 60, 50.5% and 60.5%, um, it's really not that crazy or not that incredible to think about. I will say that Robert Williams has seen three weeks straight in the green and um, a jump this significant going from five dollars to 545 all the way up to 820 which is the highest price that we have seen since may 3rd i believe it is as you can see potentially over here where he's 11 dollars 55 cents that's kind of incredible especially for a player that's not even in um in, in the playoffs or anything like that his team hasn't exactly made any major changes that will affect him as uh as a as a center right so kind of crazy to think about i'm not really sure well actually i mean they actually did make the trade for Al Horford and Moses Brown, but I'm kind of surprised that that made people want to buy him more. And that was also a little while ago. So overall kind of weird to see his prices moving the way that they are. I'm not really sure what's causing it, but, uh, you know, I mean, it is what it is. If you made money on him, then you made money on him, right? Guess you can't really complain much. Can't really complain much there. Shea Gilders, Alex, actually, no, 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 no. I don't want to talk about Shea Gilders, Alexander. I want to talk about, is he, no, he's not. Okay. Wow. Surprising. So a guy that, oh, wait, he's not on the index anymore. I was going to talk about Kevin Porter Jr. for the Houston Rockets because obviously they got the second overall pick. I was kind of waiting to see if maybe his prices would jump up at all, but they, they didn't. So, well, they might have, but I wouldn't know because he's not on the index. I forgot about that because they did have to take him off eventually uh, after certain guys started to make some pretty significant gains, right? Uh, John Morant dipping 25% is kind of crazy. Second overall pick. I understand he didn't really improve much this year, but he's definitely got a lot of room to grow as a player. The team is actually a lot better than people give him credit for. Jaron Jackson Jr. will, be back, will hopefully be back uh, for the entirety of next season. And he played very, very well when Jaron Jackson Jr. was on the floor, and understandably so, right? You get a guy that's uh, spacing the floor for you more. You get another guy that you can uh, give the ball, right? So obviously your assist numbers can go up as well. And you just you just get your second best player on the entire team back and fully healthy, which is going to be great for any player. Now, it's kind of understandable because the Grizzlies obviously aren't in the playoffs. They're kind of a middle-of-the-pack team, so they didn't get a high draft pick. They're not a huge free agency destination, so there's not going to be a lot going on with the Memphis Grizzlies this year. But at $60 for a guy of uh, John Morant's caliber, definitely would consider at least taking a look at his cards um, on the Star Stock Emerging 30 Index. Now, you're going to have to be holding it, obviously, through the offseason and into next season. Um, but if you think that this is where prices, this is going to be one of the lowest points that we see prices hit, you may at least want to take, uh, take into consideration that this might be one of the better chances to buy for the future. Uh, however, of course, prices could always go down. So, you know, take what I'm saying with a grain of salt, but at least 
pay attention to his cards because there's definitely some room to improve. One other guy that I will, or room to grow, that's what I meant to say. And one other guy that I will be talking about is John Collins. He's had two positive weeks at 15.4% last week and 18.7% this week. He's now at $17.80, which is definitely one of the higher points that we've seen his prices hit recently. And once again, it's kind of the same thing as uh, Trey Young, right? The team is officially in the conference finals. He's playing pretty well. He's basically, in my opinion, their second or third option. Um, and overall, I mean, that that's just kind of what you can expect. It's a little bit of speculation because maybe the team's going to make the finals. Who really knows? So that's my guess as to why prices are rising, at least. Um, it's always, not always, it's most of the time speculation with guys like this that are still so young and aren't exactly like superstars yet. Um, so if you are going to buy him right now, definitely be aware or be wary of the fact that if they lose another game and they go down three, one prices are probably going to drop. You're going to have a difficult time moving his cards. And uh, also he doesn't exactly have a ton of potential in my opinion, as a player, unless you think that he's going to be traded in the off season, which I really would doubt. Um, then I really wouldn't, I personally wouldn't be buying his cards unless you're willing to take the risk or willing to gamble on the fact that the Hawks could potentially make the finals. That's all I have for you guys today. I really do hope you enjoyed it, and I will see you guys again next week. This episode of Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze was brought to you by Hybrid Grading Approach. Take it from someone who has personally submitted thousands of cards for grading. HGA slabs just hit different. They're top of the line and color-coordinated to match the card itself. The aesthetics are unrivaled in the industry. When paired with the ease of submission and the transparency of the pricing model, HGA stands alone as the best choice for grading your cards. I believe that once you try them out, you will agree. Thanks for listening, Luca Nation. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Luca's Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.